Good afternoon, everyone. This is uh, Jay Austin, the Bowtie King of Atlanta, and I'd like to thank everybody for uh, tuning in to our podcast today. Uh, And today, we're going to be talking about pipes, uh, tobacco pipes. Uh, I know it's it's a subject for people who don't smoke at all or just have a a zero smoke uh, uh, policy. I know sometimes uh, when people hear anything about cigars or pipes or whatever, they immediately shut down and say smoking is bad. So we understand that. And if, if you're one of those kind of people, probably not the podcast that you want to listen to. Um, but if you are interested in pipes and the history of pipes and the pipe culture, uh, you're really, you're just really in for a treat today. Um, our guest I'm going to be in- interviewing is Mr. Dean Gunlock, who is a retired Atlanta, um, homicide detective, uh, who is just really a treasure trove of information on all things pipes. Now, um, Just the reality is a lot of times we hear about timelines, but as we get older, I think we can all agree that time doesn't necessarily, or history should I say, doesn't necessarily move in a line, it moves in a circle. So uh, now uh, there's another whole generation, uh, I would say uh, probably in the past seven to eight years that are exploring or coming back to the pipe. And myself, uh, I'm an avid uh, cigar smoker. I consider myself to be a cigar aficionado. But I found myself over the years, uh, especially in the winter months, to kind of try a pipe. And I started out with uh, just an inexpensive uh, pipe. Uh, and then, you know, I had to get some something to carry my tobacco in. And then there were just certain accessories uh, that I had to kind of get to kind of get in the culture. And I'll be honest with you, uh, at first, uh, it was very cumbersome to light and keep going. And I smoked it. And, you know, I did it one season, if you will. And then I kind of gave up on it because uh, one of the things that a lot of people say uh, when it comes to pipes, they just, uh, you know, hey, it's hard to it's hard to keep lit or and and it is an art to that. So, um, you know, I'm really excited about uh, having our guest on today because, um, you know, now that I've been smoking a pipe now off and on off and on now for probably about six years. Uh, and again, most of the time in the winter months, I can just think about my journey and the things that I've learned about the different kinds of pipes, uh, how to like the pipes, uh, to and, and just the world of the different pipe tobaccos and the aromas, and uh, some of the do's and don'ts of smoking a pipe, as well as uh, some of the must-have accessories uh, for your uh, for your pipes. So uh, when we come back from this break, uh, we're going to have our guest, Mr. Dean Gunlock. Um, he's going to uh, answer a few questions and share some of his knowledge, as well as talk about uh, his. Uh, he just hosted a uh, pipe event at D and D Cigars, uh, located in uh, downtown Old Town, Hiram, Georgia, uh, and it was just a big success, and a lot of people showed up. And we're just going to talk. And I guess we're, we'll debrief him on how that went. So uh, stay tuned. And uh, when we get back, we'll have Mr. Dean Gunlock. Hey, Dean. Yeah, I think I got it now. 
All right. Well, the show. Thank you, sir. All right. Well, listen, uh, first, I just want to thank you for your time and tell you a little bit about uh, Bowtie Life uh, podcast. Dean, it's uh, the, the Bowtie Life is all about the um, off the beaten track uh, type of things that I, a lot of times people are moving through life so fast and they kind of forget the, the simple things that bring so much pleasure. So the reason I'm excited about having you on today is because uh, I know you and I are both, um, we both enjoy uh, premium cigars, but you have something, uh, a passion, if you will, I think I'm safe in saying that, is you know a lot about pipes as well. Now, I I love history, Dean, uh, and the more I smoke pipes, I see that, you know, I feel that connection between uh, today and have been out for a long time so um i'm just t- tell us about you dean who are you and how long you've been smoking pipes well yeah i've uh am a retired law enforcement officer worked for city of atlanta in career one out there and then i got into uh smoking pipes in 1971 as an alternative for smoking cigarettes that i have it i picked up in the marines and once i got uh my first pipe out there and uh, got a little bit more acquainted with how to properly smoke, pack, light, and all the little idiosyncrasies that go with smoking a pipe. I found that I really enjoyed it. And uh, not too long after I got another one and Ben got another one and <laughs> out there until I wound up with a fairly sizable collection. And uh, along the way, but there also about five years later, I became acquainted with premium cigars and uh, developed an appreciation for both fine cigars and a good quality pipe. Right. Now, Dean, you said something there that kind of opens the door uh, to our conversation. I just kind of want to flesh this out a little bit uh, because the same thing happened to me. But I'm just wondering, can you share a little bit more? Uh, about what you said, the appreciation. And and the reason I want to drill down on that, because you know as well as I know, some people hear the word smoke anything, and they just kind of shut down and say smoking is bad. But just tell us more about the appreciation uh, for pipes from your point of view. Well, pipe pipe smoking is a completely different uh, type of smoking than either smoking a cigarette or, or a cigar. But there, although it does have a more of a relation to, to cigar smoking, it's more about relaxation and taking the time to slow down and relax and enjoy the aroma, the taste, and the appreciation for the vast varieties of different kinds of pipe tobacco blends that there are. And there are countless different variations and although there are several major classes, but I have found personally that I prefer the aromatic tobaccos. And it's nice to be able to sit down, pack your pipe, smoke your pipe, sit down and relax, enjoy, you know, just taking your time to do something besides rush, rush, rush all the time. And pipe smoking is an activity And much more enjoyable when you sit down and take the time to smoke your pipe, whether it be while you're reading a book, watching television, uh, enjoying a, uh, a glass of uh, some fine beverage, 
which it also goes quite well with, as do cigars. Okay, so there is some pairing there. Now, now, Dean, uh, I know, uh, again, I've been smoking a pipe probably about five years off and on. And most of the time when I, I smoke one, uh, it's in the winter months. But uh, I tell you, one of the things that uh, I want to really pick your brain on and, and, and just get your commentary on, and you, you, just, you hinted on it um, in the, the last thing you said, unlike pipes, I mean, excuse me, unlike uh, to uh, pipe, not pipes, cigars, excuse me, cigar tobaccos, which is another whole thing. When I got into the pipe tobaccos, I mean, like you said, I mean, it's it's almost never ending. And you said something about the three major, uh, I guess, breakdowns or categories. Uh, can you kind of tell us what those are for our listeners? Well, when you're smoking a pipe, there's an infinite variety of different types of tobacco to smoke. But generally, you've got three major classes out there is you've got your standard single tobacco class like Virginia, Burley, or, or variations. There are many different kinds of Virginia tobacco out there. And then there are different cuts in the different types of tobacco. Mm. What you can do with a different path there is your plain tobaccos then you've got a class they've called blends or english type blends and english blends uh are like that that's why they call it an english blend which is of now, Latakia, now, which Dean, is a very dark. Dean, I, I'm going to stop you yeah. right here. Are, are you are you uh, in a, in a place that you broke up just a little bit? You lost signal. Uh, so I I got you at the English tobacco. Can you pick it up from there? Yeah, English is is a combination of uh, Virginia tobacco, Burley tobacco, and then with a smaller amount of uh, a Latakia or maybe uh, Louisiana Perique out there to add spice and flavor to it. Latakia is a very dark tobacco originally from the Syrian area of the Middle East. Hmm. It's very coarse and acrid tobacco and you use it sparingly to add flavor. A much drier aromatic tobacco. It has a very different smell than your basic Cavendish type tobacco, which is your other class of tobaccos which generally have a pleasant aroma or a sweeter taste than your basic standard, either of the other two categories. Now, now, Dean, I, I, again, you know, when I got into it, uh, you, you always hear uh, about the Cavendish, but uh, the, uh, a lot of times um, when you smell, you go into a cigar, I'm not, well, cigar shop or a pipe shop, and you see the cookie jars full of uh, different pipe tobaccos and you smell them and, you know, they smell one way, but then when you smoke them, they don't taste like they smell. Can you just talk a little bit about why that is? Well, you know, smell and taste are, are two completely different senses out there. And what may smell, you know, very sweet, tasty, but there are a lot of Cavendishes, you know, which sometimes smell like a cinnamon roll. Well, right. of course, it's not going to taste like that. But you can find different blends of Cavendish tobacco that have a similar aroma to what you smell in the jar. It may not be as intense. But, of course, when you burn anything, it changes characteristic a little bit. And what you want to do is find something that you find pleasant to smoke, 
that doesn't bite your tongue and then has an aroma that you enjoy out there as opposed to something that you don't. Uh, there are many different kinds of cabbage tobacco out there and uh, pipe tobacco is, is a more damp, wet, ribbon cut type tobacco than a cigar leaf would be. So it has a completely different character. And with a pipe tobacco, particularly Cavendish tobaccos, a lot of different flavor agents can be added to create both the aroma and the taste. Great. Now, now Dean, just kind of moving the conversation along a little bit. Um, I, I, I want to uh, kind of ask your opinion and feedback as well. Um, I, I've kind of seen a trend. Uh, people who haven't tried a pipe are kind of gravitating towards uh, the pipe. Uh, it seems like it's the, the torch is, no, no pun intended, it seems like the torch is being passed from one generation to the next. Uh, somebody wants to start smoking a pipe. What, what do you recommend that they, you know, the starter kit, so, so to speak? Well, the first thing you need about there is, is a decent quality pipe. Uh, the mistake I see in the shop all the time is people will buy, have bought a very inexpensive pipe and then they try a tobacco about there and they find they don't, the pipe smokes hot, they get a tongue bite out of it about there and they're, they're not enjoying the experience as it could be because generally about there is that inexpensive pipe has a thin wall, it's not made of a quality briar or other pipe material out there and if you start with a good quality nice briar pipe for instance a quality pipe tobacco and then you have somebody that will take and give you the few minutes to teach you how to pack and how to properly light your pipe you will enhance the experience going in and there's not a great deal of equipment needed a good briar pipe a pipe tamper some pipe tobacco and if not a pipe lighter, just a good box of wooden matches will get you started. Right, right. Now, Dean, you, you said a mouthful there. I remember when I bought my first uh, pipe and I guess my starter kit, the gentleman was very nice. You know, I got a pouch. I got some I, I got some uh, tobacco and I got a, a, an expensive tamper. And uh, when you just said, uh, which is kind of like a segue into my my next question, to you, which you just said, if somebody would just take a minute and show you, uh, I know uh, as I go around and talk to gentlemen about pipes, the one thing that everybody says that kind of turns them away from pipes is they say they can't keep it lit. So um, I know you had a show over at D&D Cigars, uh, which we had the owner, uh, Dave uh, Jackson, uh, on the show probably a few weeks ago. Uh, D&D has a great selection, well-displayed of uh, pipes, pipes, tobaccos. But can you kind of give, give us that, uh, give, give us that, you know, somebody, buy, somebody buys a pipe from you and then you're the guy who's going to take that minute to kind of acclimate somebody. Can, can you kind of walk us through that? Sure. The, uh, the basic thing is, is to kind of orient the new pipe smoker and pipe owner about there to what he can expect about there and the first thing is is you've got to show them you know how to load the tobacco how to pack how to properly do that and we always provide them with a nice little pamphlet that gives them all that information and the basics of pipe smoking maintenance whatsoever but the first thing that they've got to know is that there's a learning process that goes with it 
and you're not going to get it right about there is I always try and say, you know, once you've got your pipe tamped, pipe, excuse me, filled, tamped, and prepared to light, then take and draw through the pipe. If you can't draw enough air through it, well, you're packed too tight. Mm. You can draw too much air through it. You're probably packed too loose. And if you meet a medium amount of resistance, then you're probably ready to try and go ahead and light. Okay. And once we get them to light the pipe about there is they'll generally find that the first light or false light, as we call it, about there will go for a minute or so. And then it's going to go out because the tobacco on the top will bubble up a little bit. And you simply want to take your tamp, retamp, make sure your draw is correct, and then relight and make sure you relight the entire surface of the tobacco, which is why it's easier to do with a pipe lighter which is generally a soft flame lighter rather than a torch as you'd use for cigars. That's a little too hot for this pipe. And then you should be able to go for a while. And then as you smoke, you're going to have to periodically retamp the tobacco to tamp the burning tobacco down onto the unlit to keep your pipe going. And that's wow. something you just learn as you go along. Wow. Now that's true. Now, Dean, uh, I, I kind of, the, the next thing I want to go into is the uh, I know there's a lot of different pipes out there. Uh, and I kind of learned uh, as I went in my journey about the different uh, tips, if you will. But I know you said the briar. Uh, can you tell us maybe two or three or four different um, uh, pipe materials uh, that are out, that are available? Yeah, generally, if you find a pipe shop that's well-equipped out there, they will have two basic kinds of pipe. They will have briar, briar being the root of a bush grown primarily in the Middle East. That's the center or the burl, which is hard and appropriate for pipe smoking. There's also meerschaum, which is the white pipe you will see in a pipe shop. That's made out of fossilized sea foam that is cut in blocks and then generally hand-shaped into pipes. And... Meerschaum is a very porous material that makes a very nice smoke and is unique in that it requires no break-in whatsoever. You get the quality of smoke right off the bat that you would get from a good briar after you've been smoking it for a while and got it broken in a little bit. But Meerschaum has the drawback of being fragile. Mm. You drop it, it breaks, and you're done. Mm. That's good. Stuff. And actually, Dean, you know what? Uh, I... I just probably about uh, eight months ago, I got my first uh, Meerschaum and you were the one that actually uh, educated me on uh, how brittle they were. Cause again, nobody, nobody told me. Or, uh, so we appreciate that. Well, Dean, I know you had a show over at D and D. Uh, was that last week? Was that? No, it was about three weeks ago on a Friday. Uh, Jay, about there. Yeah. We, uh, we conducted our first ever pipe event at D and D. We run cigar events all the time, but we had never tried to have one for pipe smokers. And since we are trying to, Increase our pipe there. We have about 100 pipes on display and, and about 26 different kinds of pipe tobacco that you can try and that you can come in and sample when you come in if you bring your pipe with you. And we wanted to get a combination of our smokers who have been smoking a pipe for a while and our new rookie pipe smokers, if we will call them, about there and give them an event about there of their own where they could talk about pipes. I 
made a presentation on pipes, pipes and pipes, how to pack, how to load, and a little bit of pipe history, and we got pretty uh, nice crowd, and we had a great event. Yeah, I, I got a chance to come in, and uh, I, I was really uh, impressed. I know you did a lot of the legwork. Uh, I know there was food. Uh, and I know from putting on events, there's just a lot that goes on behind the scenes. And I, I just think that I just think you did a good, wonderful job. And what I, I, I what I want to add to this before I go, I, I move on to the next uh, question for you. And this is mostly for our listeners. Uh, I, you know, Dean said it uh, about being able to slow down life and enjoy uh, the small things in life and, I just know now that I'm almost 50, I'm probably six months away uh, uh, from being 50. I noticed that being able to sit down with a gentleman of your stature, uh, where else would we be able to sit down and exchange? And this is knowledge that we're exchanging. Uh, and I just want our listeners to know that that's all part of the culture uh, as well. So, uh, Dean, I'm going to wrap it up, but I have one more question for you. Uh, and, I, and, and this is uh, just like a personal preference for you. I know you have a lot of pipes. I know you've traveled the world. What, what is your favorite tobacco? Actually, my favorite tobacco is a Cavendish-type tobacco and I, or an aromatic tobacco. And I have had many favorites or variations of favorites and I keep two or three kinds on hand all the time at the house and in the jars uh, but generally my current favorite is a tobacco we sell here in the shop called vanilla custard cream which is uh, very even very nice smoke smokes the same way all the way down and just generally overall a very pleasant tobacco to smoke okay Okay. Well, um, Dean, is there anything else? I'm, I'm just going to give you the floor. Uh, I can't think of all the questions. I'm very excited that you took time out of your schedule. Uh, can you tell us uh, where D&D is located and uh, when you're there or or just uh, uh, just so the listeners will, will know where it is? Yeah. And anything you want to add? D&D Smoke Shop is in Hiram, in Old Hiram on Beatty Avenue. We're right next to the railroad tracks in that 100-year-old building right in the center by the fountain we're easy to find and we would appreciate uh, all your listeners about there we are both a retailer and uh fine cigars we have a very comprehensive and a large pipes, and we think we have the friendliest staff and in the area and we would be welcome any of your listeners to come in check us out and hold us feet to the was that good well thank you so much and again dean uh, i want to thank you for your service twice uh being a u.s marine and a law enforcement officer and we're going to wrap it up on that note uh again thank you for your time and and this podcast will be available at bowtielife.net uh have a great day dean good Bye. thank you jay appreciate it all right bye-bye I'd like to thank you for uh, listening to the podcast today. I uh, really had a good time exchanging um, some knowledge on uh, actually smoking a pipe and what it's all about. Uh, Dean, it's just been a wealth of uh, knowledge and uh, information and other people along the way for me and my journey. Uh, again, uh, as I've gotten older in life, um, I understand the importance 
of being able to sit down and uh, kind of make connections uh, with the generations before us because we can read things in a book. Uh, and I, uh, per- and this is just a personal um, observation. Uh, I see people. Um, you can you can Google a lot of stuff, and uh, you can. There's a lot of we live in what's uh, dubbed the information age, but it's just nothing like getting firsthand knowledge passed down from someone who uh, has actually lived it. Um, and I can just honestly say. Um, the whole experience of the pipe is something that, uh, you know, I just enjoy, uh, like Dean said, to uh, slow down. And, you know, that's that's all about living the bow tie life. Um, I really, uh, about the shop, D&D, uh, I really, really enjoy the shop. It is very inviting. Um, and just, uh, you know, you, you go in and, um, you know, you just never know just uh, when, when you go in and sit down and you see all the pipes and, and even the cigars. <clears throat> people are willing to share information if you're searching. Uh, it's not for everyone, but for the people that are, it's really uh, a good epicenter to come check out and, uh, you know, learn the little nuances of the pipe. Uh, and again, I hope everybody enjoyed uh, the show. And as always, keep living the bow tie life. See you next time.